welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan, and you may notice right away, I'm by myself today. My co-host, Drew Martin, he's out of commission. He's sick, but he'll be back next week. My other co-host, my big brother, the coach, stuck at work, too busy this week, too tired. That's okay. Today, this week, you got me myself and i i'm the best looking on the podcast anyway so that's a good thing and uh, we'll be back full force next week monday night we'll be dropping the next pod but for today today i just wanted to get something off my chest i wanted to talk a little bit about what teamwork and team is all about that's kind of the theme for the day and uh you know it's all about wearing playing for the the team name on the front of the jersey not the back of the jersey and uh, it's, it's kind of ironic that my teammates are out of commission today, but maybe that's part of what the theme represents. You know, next man up kind of protocol. You know, we're, we're brothers in arms. If, if one goes down, the next guy's going to step up. And that's what I get to do today. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I really like the old school baseball jerseys. As much as I hate the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, Toronto Blue Jays fan, uh, I like that they don't have the players names on the back of the jersey they have the team names just on the front and just their numbers on the back and i like that i like that that's what it's all about so i want to give you guys the rundown of the show today and uh the rundown is basically this okay we're gonna get into a little bit briefly into the nhl i just want to talk a tiny bit about the leafs all right i know a lot of you aren't leafs fans the few of you are you're diehards i'm neither of those i fall in the weird gray category of not really caring about the leafs uh, i i'm from winnipeg i'm a jets fan but i have to say a tiny thing on the leafs here and then i want to talk about the canadian nhl teams in general just just briefly with you guys i'm no nhl expert any kind of way um but uh, i just want to share a little bit about it. and then a little bit about the excitement of the blue jays as well i'm also no baseball expert but i, I want to talk just a little bit about the blue jays the feel and the vibe of what's going on right here in the city in toronto of how the blue jays are and, and what they represent to to the city and then for those of you who know me you know that i love the nba i'm all about the nba playoffs gonna go into it get deep into it talk some x's and o's talk some uh raptors and uh, of course we're gonna end with a little bit of final theme of just talking about what team teamwork is all about and some of the values in that but before we go anywhere else we're gonna get into a commercial from one of our sponsors our sponsors is called one bone one bone is uh, a a, a bunch of clothing that you can buy that basically is made for big tall and all people it's the best fitting kind of clothing we're a bunch of big guys here at the sports reverence so you know we like clothes that have uh you know t-shirts that you know fit our arms that aren't like super baggy tight on the chest and and still fit the rest of us nicely all right and and uh it's the most comfortable clothing you can wear one of my favorite uh pieces of clothing is called the michael it's a waffle weave long sleeve and on the inside it's almost like athletic material and it's the most comfortable shirt i think i've ever worn worn and uh guess what because you listen to the sports reverence because you tune in you can get a 15 percent discount at one bone you can go to www.thesportsreverence.com sponsors you can see the link uh for onebone.com and uh also shares our discount code which is sports revs 
15 you can check that out on our website and uh, get that discount because discounts are good so check that out check out onebone.com it's all good okay guys let's get into it some of you are already cringing because i'm gonna bring up the leafs and i'm gonna bring up something that we talked a little bit about last podcast uh rev drew minister in in, in selkirk manitoba i'm the minister in in, in downtown toronto being from Winnipeg, but I'm, I'm, I'm a minister in downtown Toronto. I get to uh, work with the inner city program that I, I get to run there, and I get to, to work at a church there as well, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of uh, great opportunity uh, to serve, and uh, this past week, Easter weekend, we had a lot of fun. We had a big Easter egg hunt for all the community kids, and it was great to see all the kids run around and get way too much chocolate than they can ever eat, so uh, that, was, that was really great. Now, talking Leafs, okay, Drew Martin talked about how Austin Matthews, he's a 50-50 and 50 goal scorer. Now, doing some research and getting some education from some friends and some other people that were on my case about, about that, is that the heart of what a 50-50 scorer was is, is the originals like Maurice Richard and and, 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 and Mario Lemieux and, and many others who did 50 goals in the first 50 games. The last person to actually do that was Brett Hall. Uh, and and uh, uh, but there's others that have done 50 goals in 50 consecutive games. Now, someone wanted me to share this and bring this up as a big deal because there's a difference. There's the heart behind it because the, the, the original way to do it was the 50 goals in the first 50 games now it is a great accomplishment austin matthews did 50 goals in 50 consecutive games at some point during the season hasn't been done in a long long time very incredible just had to make that clear had to make that clear because you know maple leafs nation they have a little bit of um, for some reason, just because I, I chose them to win the first round this year in the playoffs, I've been called a homer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and that's the most ridiculous thing I could ever hear because I, I don't care for the Leafs. I have no affiliation with them. I'm from Winnipeg, but I just really believe that this year, look how different they are they actually have blue line depth they have solid goaltending and obviously they have the scoring power i really think they get through the first round this year that doesn't mean i'm saying they're going to win win the stanley cup or or create a parade for them already get ready i'm not saying any of that i just said they're going to win in the first round this year i think that's a realistic thing for them that's how solid they are giving props to austin matthews about scoring 50 goals in 50 consecutive games um, he he may even compete down the line with uh, with the greats of of sc- the scoring greats of of Ovechkin and and Gretzky. Maybe he might. Still a long way to go. I will say this: comparing living in uh, uh, Toronto and and comparing living into in 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 Lower Mainland BC. Okay, comparing Canucks fans and Leafs fans. I think Leafs fans have had so much losing over the while that even their Homer radio hosts are tempering the fans' uh, desires of of planning a parade. They're they're saying even everyone needs to relax. Let's be realist. Let's say let's take it one round at a time. Let's take it slow. I find that Leafs Nation, 
is probably a little bit more or, or, or less diluted than I would say Canucks Nation. Canucks Nation, man, some of those fans, a majority of those fans, they they think the Canucks are made of gold. And it's just, it's pretty incredible to me how, it's pretty incredible to me how, you know, they can just believe that without no doubt in their mind. Pretty crazy. Now, the bigger thing for me is this, okay? It's been how many years over 20 years, easily over 20 years, since a Canadian team has been a dominant force in the playoffs and let alone winning a Stanley Cup. They haven't been even a dominant force in the playoffs. And what's going on with that? Hockey is 66% Canadian players. So what are owners and general managers doing to not bring some of our players back to fill up these rosters fill up their home teams to make a winning culture that winning team that that team can get over the hump to win a stanley cup it's been way too long it's time for some 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 of these organizations to shake it up figure it out because it's been over 20 years i think 25 years actually is when it is i think the oilers did it uh or the last ones to do it and and that's just how it is so that's all i have to say in the hockey stuff okay i'm not a leafs homer i just said they're gonna win the first round of their playoffs all right book it book it now the vibe about the blue jays i talked to you guys about the excitement behind the blue jays it's amazing to see the city uh, just light up uh blue jays game day the the restaurants are full and people are wearing their their jays jerseys for away games the the home games there's thousands and thousands of people walking around and checking out the games and wow it's been just amazing to have the team back in canada to have no more restrictions uh, uh population wise in the stadium and it's been just incredible the excitement and and how they're playing is incredible they had a great game today this afternoon ghostman pitched a uh, a great eight innings in fenway uh giving up one run you know just just amazing amazing baseball they are playing um, I hope they can finish out this series beating Boston as well. Big questions with Hinjin Ryu uh, going on the IL. Most likely, Ross Stripling is going to be their uh, replacement pitcher in the rotation. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Is talks about uh, Ross Stripling or uh, maybe probably too early. Uh, Nate Pearson is just not ready for that. Um, Hinjin Ryu, we got to get him healthy. Got to make sure he's right. Definitely hasn't looked right uh, in his two starts. Uh, <laughs> I think 13 ERA. So uh, we got to get him right. I think Ross Stripling is going to step in. Hopefully their pitching can hold up until he gets back and that they stay healthy along the way. Now, what I love about the team of the Blue Jays, uh, talking about our theme of team, is that how many teams like in the major leagues do you see have as much fun as the toronto blue jays you know charlie montoya it was amazing to see him get heated a couple games ago and actually get thrown out of a game uh because he's the most laid back relaxed uh uh culture creating and loving um manager you can find 
and the every time they hit a home run they got that special home run jacket that pass they pass around and and the team is is cheering for each other and instead of just you know chilling on the side and just waiting for their own they're really the essence of what camaraderie is and there's something special about playing for the toronto blue jays and i love that i love that camaraderie now montoya had some comments uh, about american players and for the for the american teams that aren't vaccinated that aren't able to come up to canada to uh play games and i liked what he had to say even though i disagree and and it, it makes me a little upset about all the vaccination stuff but toronto blue jays had to deal with this for for two and a half years okay he said big deal big whoop you know we had to deal with not even being in our stadium and they can't uh they, they're they're gonna have to deal with you know, having some players that aren't going to be able to come up here for a while. And that's just how it is. Rules are rules. And that's true. Rules rules are rules. Even though if those rules may be a little dumb, in my opinion, it's like, I think it's time to let everyone, you know, play. Let, let these players come up and play. You know, that's a whole nother topic. We've talked a little bit about that before. I have lots of opinions on the vaccination. And, and my biggest issue is mandates, right? I don't think there should be mandates behind it all. I think there should be freedom to choose. But that's another topic for another day. We can get into that sometime. But that's all I got for hockey and baseball today, okay? I had to get that off my chest. I had to share that with you um, because that's what I believe, all right? And, And the theme is team, all right? So keep that in the back of your minds today because we're talking about theme. Now we're going to get into commercial uh, number two today, and I wanted to share with you about Urban Hope. So I mentioned Urban Hope is uh, the uh, is the program I get to run in downtown Toronto. It's the it's the mentorship program for kids and youth. It's from kindergarten to grade twelve, and even university students. They get to be interns for us and and help with these kids and youth programs. We do summer camps, affordable summer camps for the whole community. Uh, Ten dollars for the whole week for the kids. Usually, typically these summer caps cost us about 150 to to 200 dollars per child for the whole week. That's a typical summer camp cost. We charge them ten dollars, so it's affordable for every family for the whole week. And even if ten dollars, if they have like three kids and it stretches them, uh, we ask them to just come talk to us, and we'll make it work because that's how much we care. We want to make sure we fundraise properly for them and then provide the best camps possible. Another thing about Urban Hope is we have a basketball program starting called the Urban Hope Basketball Program. And the coach, the coach is leading that program as our coaching staff. He's created a coaching staff. We've uh, putting together a roster and and securing gym time. And we're going to give opportunity for kids in downtown Toronto who can't afford to play at the next level. We're going to give them an opportunity to play. And the only thing they're going to pay is they're going to pay volunteer hours just to help out at at our program. And uh, we're going to cover all the costs for that. And and if you want to be a part of supporting this program, supporting this, um, know that the coach is not only going to teach them life lessons and and, and we're going to talk about some of the life lessons and stuff we're going to that he's going to teach all these kids at the end of the show today. But he's going to teach those for all the kids um, for on the court and off the court. And it's honestly, from experience, that stuff, playing basketball with a coach that cares about you and wants to see you succeed on the court and off the court, 
It's life-changing. So if you want to be a part of supporting that, a part of supporting that, check out thesportsravens.com slash sponsors. You can see the ways to give to Urban Hope. And it's actually, a, we're, we're, we're a not-for-profit. We're a charitable organization. You'll get a tax receipt if you give over $20. So it can be your company. It can be yourself. Whoever wants to give, you can give however much you want um, from 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 a, a little as much you want to as much as you want, and we'll make sure it all goes towards our programs funding. All every single dollar, every single cent. So that's pretty cool. Check it out. Sportsrevens.com/sponsors. Okay, now we get into some of my favorite stuff. The stuff that I like to talk about, that I'm passionate about. It's the NBA playoffs. Come on now. It's been a wild playoffs so far. And then we're going to start with my favorite series so far, which is the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. And my, oh my, these Boston Celtics have stepped up. They have showed out Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, all these guys have played huge. Just, it's been a battle to see Marcus Smart and Kyrie Irving, you know, one of the most skilled point guards ever, versus the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, perimeter defender. First time there's been a perimeter defender win a uh, defensive player of the year since Gary Payton. That's um, been forever. It's been awesome to see these two guards battle it out. And then to see, I've never seen a team cover Kevin Durant the way the Boston Celtics have covered Kevin Durant. They've made his life miserable. They're up on his grill. They're pushing him around. And wow, wow, oh wow. It's been amazing to see Boston take it to him. They're up two games to none. But guess what? Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is coming back. I believe he's going to be back for game three, back home in Brooklyn. And here's my prediction. I'm very big on Ben Simmons, my friends. Many of you may not think that. Many of you say, oh, Ben Simmons can't shoot. Ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that. But guess what? Ben Simmons, even though his shooting ability may not be that great, okay, he is so good. He's so good that not being able to shoot at an elite level he is still worthy of being an all-star starter. So that means on the defensive end, his perimeter defense, his even post defense, his passing ability, his dribbling ability, his ability to get to the hoop and finish is the some of the best in the league, okay? And so adding this kind of player with the ultra-talented shooters of Durant and Kyrie and, and, and some of the other shooters they got in Brooklyn, they're going to be absolutely deadly. And even if Ben Simmons starts out with 25 minutes for them, 25 minutes of an all-star starter caliber player who's been rested now, he's going to make a huge difference in the series. My prediction is that Brooklyn takes down Boston. Game seven, they take it. Okay, there it is, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's moving on. Now, Milwaukee and Phoenix have suffered a couple unfortunate injuries. We hate to see injuries, especially to players that make such differences to all-stars. And Milwaukee loses Chris Middleton to a sprained MCL. And it looks like Devin Booker now is out two to three weeks with a strained 
hamstring. And unfortunately, you know, they, they may. I think Phoenix may get through their first series with New Orleans. But I don't know. It's going to be tough. Even Milwaukee, they may they may get through the first series on the back of Giannis and Drew Holiday and and Brooke Lopez and 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 Bobby Portis. They may get through Chicago, even though Demar's been balling out. They may get through the first round, but I don't think they get through both teams. I don't think they get through the second round. And these two, obviously, you guys know, former champion Milwaukee Bucks. And the, the 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 final the final losers, the Western Conference champions, Phoenix Suns. That's that's where they were heading, and with the loss of these All Stars, I think round two is their limit. I don't think they're going anywhere else. That's that's the saddest part. Now, my favorite team in the in the playoffs so far, in terms of how they're playing and and how they look, is absolutely the Golden State Warriors. They have a new death lineup with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. This lineup is absolutely nasty. Absolutely nasty. If anyone who plays 2K, they love playing with the Warriors because they all can shoot minus Draymond. But they all have this shooting ability that's like bang, green. If you know what I'm saying, if you've played 2K, you know what I'm talking about, the green. And it's pretty funny. I just saw I saw this uh, this meme of the the Splash Brothers. Or they added another Splash Brother, and his actually based his last name is based off of water. Jordan Poole, and this guy has blossomed. Wet, don't miss. And it's been incredible to see this guy play. Warriors, they're looking tough. They're looking tough on the backs of Steph Curry. Uh, I they are my absolute pick. Not only to make the finals, but to win the championship this year. I don't see anyone stopping the Warriors. Some people may say, hey, I'm crazy. But no, I'm saying the Warriors, 2022 champions. There it is. Now, what I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is the Raptors. I'm repping the Raptor jersey right here. And there's a lot of, I don't know, um, there's a lot of, I guess, negativity towards what's going on with the Raptors there's a lot of doubt there's a lot of worry there's a lot of shame they're down three nothing they're down three nothing and basically the idea was that they shouldn't have been down that much okay they the the it's been a waste of a season is what a lot of people are saying and uh, I'm just adjusting my video here okay we're back okay and Raps are down 3 nothing. Joel Embiid has been an absolute beast. And Tyrese Maxey has been a flamethrower. He's been incredible. And even Tobias Harris, Game 3, played really well. James Harden has been okay. He doesn't look like the same James Harden that we're used to. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe it's his, his shape, like Kevin Durant pointed out, or maybe it's something else. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with James Harden. I will say this. Um, I have a few people that have mentioned the the. There's no excuse for the free throw discrepancy when when Precious Achua can't even hit free throws, and that one hurt. Precious Achua had a really great game three, but there there definitely is a discrepancy when it comes to the free throws when they're when the other team when the Philadelphia uh, 76ers are shooting about 20 plus more free throws a game 
It's of course going to make a difference. But hear me out, okay? Hear me out. I'm not going to go outlandish. I'm not going to be your homer, your homer take and say Raps are going to win this series, okay? Seven games, first team ever to come back from 0-3, okay? I will say this, okay? When the Raps were down two to the Milwaukee Bucks in 2019 in their championship run, the first two games they they played, they actually outplayed Milwaukee. I saw that they controlled the tempo, which is a huge thing me and coach um, hammer down on, on on what wins games is defense and controlling the tempo to your team's uh, to your team's benefit. They controlled the tempo and and they, they, they unfortunately lost those two games. But they came back, they had figured it out, won four straight against Milwaukee. Game three of this series, totally different than games one and two. We saw a healthy Gary Trent Jr. who averaged, I think, 19.5 against the Sixers throughout the regular season. We saw him step up and and be that anti-Tyrese Maxey scoring, that kind of flamethrower kind of scoring. And um, if I'm Nick Nurse, uh, first of all, I put... um, I put uh, Gary Trent Jr. on Tyrese Maxey on the defensive end as well and put Fred Van Vliet on, on Danny Green be just because, you know, Maxey's just like this super speedy uh, kind of point guard and he's something different for sure. So that's what I would do. Anyways, besides that, we, we see the, the, the Gary Trent Jr. effect come into play. And, and one thing I will say about Gary Trent Jr., uh, the way he's played this season has been absolutely incredible. What a steal we got. It's sad to give up Norm for this guy, but hey, he's younger, he's cheaper, and now he's even playing better. And uh, he's got a great future ahead of him. And and some people may be surprised by this, but Gary Trent Jr. right now is more important to the Raptors team than even our rookie, Scotty Barnes. And some people might go, what? What are you saying? But no, but absolutely, what Gary Trent Jr. does for us spreads the floor, another guard, another uh, uh, another perimeter defender who can cover those guards. Hey, he is more important to the Raptors um, than a Scotty Barnes right now. I think Scotty Barnes, long-term, will definitely be more of an important player. But right now, that's how big of a player Gary Trent Jr. is. Now, with all this being said, okay, the Raptors really did out, they, they outplayed the 76ers in game three in every aspect. And that's with a, a, a bad shooting game with Pascal Siakam. I'm going to end with Pascal Siakam, by the way. Um, but they outplayed them, and they, sh- they, they actually, honestly, they probably should have won game three. They, they gave that game away instead of Embiid. Uh, 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 taking it from them, you know? Uh, Embiid hit a great shot. I'll give him that. Not talking about any of the fouls anymore. He hit a great shot. And that's that. That was the game. That's just what that's what great players do. He's probably going to be the MVP this year. So that's, that's just what it was. But I will say this. The Raptors outplayed them. And what I will give as my guarantee, my prediction is that Raptors win game four. Okay? That's my prediction. Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, you're going to see the Raptors come out and they're going to win game four and they're going to win convincingly. And we'll take it game by game from there. But game four, I'm telling you, the Raptors are going to win. 
Now games one and two, you see the the Gary Trent Jr. effect where he's not playing. You see Scotty Barnes go out early. It was well and uh, or halfway through game one, and uh, the Raptors just got outplayed. But you see that you see it all clicked in game three. They kind of figured out. They've already figured out how to tone down Harden. You can kind of control Embiid. And they were able to put the brakes on Tyrese Maxey, which was uh, the biggest thing. And and then you see the the flamethrower come back with Gary Trent Jr. OG has stepping up. Now it's time for Siakam and Fred VanVleet to take them over the hump. Now, this is it. A lot, a lot of hate on Fred VanVleet and Siakam. I don't know why there's so much hate on Fred VanVleet. He's been playing very well, in my opinion, both defensively, offensively. Um, and his numbers are pretty good. I don't know what people are asking about. I think they're emotional in the response to Fred Van Le- Fred Van Vliet. Now, the response to Siakam is like, they're saying Siakam is playing like pre-season or pre-January Siakam. And, and actually, games one and two, Siakam actually put up really nice numbers and efficient numbers. He played well. Is It's it's the, the situation for them with not having Trent Jr. and Barnes. Of course, of course, they're not going to beat... Uh, uh, the 76ers with two superstars and uh, on that team and Tyrese Maxey going off. Of course not. But Siakam actually had a poor scoring game in game three. But the diff- like people just don't like to look at this. It's not a stat that they see, obviously. But if you watch the game, what Siakam does on the defensive end, like like possession after possession, he's the one that is covering a speedy guard who's smaller than him, then having to battle it with Embiid. He's switching on everybody. He's a prime defender so many times. He's rebounding. He makes up so much for uh, that, that with his length and his quickness. He is so good defensively for the Raptors. It goes so underlooked. I've been a Siakam, uh, pro Siakam for... I, I'm probably the biggest Siakam fan, I would say, because... And for for the longest time, it's a track record for me. We can talk about Siakam all day. I'm saying Siakam does so much for this Raptor team. And you're going to see him show out game four, both ends of the floor. And and the one thing, he even if he does have an offensive bad game, he never does on the defensive end, which I love about Siakam. He plays hard. He'll take charges. He'll get steals, blocks, rebounds. And he'll guard the perimeter as a big man, he's guarding the perimeter like like incredibly. So there's my love for Siakam. There's my shot for the Raptors taking game four Saturday, 2 p.m. All right? That's it. That's a wrap for the Raptors. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So like I said, that's how we want to end the show today is with the segment called Would You Rather? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We're going to have some fun with it we're gonna have some fun with it and would you rather this is coming from the perspective of if you are the mvp on your team okay you're the mvp on your team would you rather make a ton of money like a hundred no no like 500 million dollars for your sports career and you never make the playoffs or never win a championship or would you rather make $50 million and win one championship? And this is you as the MVP of the team. And, and for me, this is a pretty easy answer. I know $500 million is a lot of money. $500 million is like 
what you could do with it, how much uh, change you could make with it, how much impact you could do with it. Like for not only your generation, but for your family's bloodline for probably ever your generations and generations and generations that's that's you're they're taking care of financially 50 million it might it might do that too but with 50 million and winning one championship you get to accomplish your goal you get to as an athlete um be able to win that championship as the mvp that is a no-brainer for me you will go down as one of the like uh greats to do it we look at a guy like Dirk Nowitzki. He won one championship, did all these great scoring records, MVP of his team. Absolutely. I would love a career like Dirk Nowitzki. Absolutely. So that's an easy, easy rap for me. Well, tell me, let me know what you guys think. Would you rather 500 million and never make the playoffs and win a championship or make 50 million and win a championship? And remember, this is as an MVP of your team. Now, as I've been talking about, the theme of today is team team and the importance of team and at the professional level you see so much you know attitude of playing for self and building your self-worth and getting self-praise and the limelight and the big contract after big contract and the deals the tv deals it's all about the benjamins and the money we see that in so many athletes you know one thing i'll take from tom brady i'm one of the guys who don't have a lot of th good things to say about tom brady absolutely respect him for all the accomplishments he has done even though he's cheated along the way and even though all this kind of stuff controversy that way he'll go down as one of the greatest or greatest quarterback of all time um i'll disagree with that in my uh, in my own terms, but well, that's a, that's a different conversation I'm trying to have. One area I'll give him props for is the fact he was willing to take less money to help build the better team around him. Now, look, look at his pocketbook. His pocketbook is still very large. He also married someone who also has a large pocketbook. So their their wealth is they're good. They're set. And with that being said, with a little bit less money, he was able to have better players around him and also for him to win a championship. I think that's something phenomenal that he shared with the rest of the NFL, but not many people are taking that upon them. As you see all these giant contracts going out to these superstars who want to secure the bag, as the kids say. So I'll take that from Tom Brady. But I got to hear an interview this week from a guy who hasn't played football in about five years He's been in the news lots. His name is, as you know him, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, he's created a documentary that recently released. And his, his documentary came out. And basically it called and related the NFL to a slave plantation. And NFL owners are like slave owners. And his actions definitely speak louder than his words, though. As he released this commentary, every single year, he's still trying to play in the NFL and trying to get a shot with the NFL. And he just had an interview with, um, it's more like shooting the breeze, with uh, another podcast of former athletes, Chad Johnson, Pac-Man Jones, and um, uh, one other guy, uh, I think Brandon Marshall. Um, anyways he had this interview with these guys and he's shooting the breeze he said i would even as call i'm colin kaepernick i would take that backup role 
and I would be a backup quarterback. And uh, I wouldn't be backup for long, though. You know, once I get in the door, I'm going to make my way up to the starter. But I would take a starting role. I, I would start out as a backup. Just give me a chance, NFL. Just give me a chance. And, and you know, it just has totally been this fake narrative of around Colin Kaepernick, around this story. Because that's just not the truth. He's had opportunities. Uh, he's had chances to go and play. But it's basically been all a smokescreen to help build his brand and to help build his wealth outside of football. He's getting all these commercials through Nike and through Black Lives Matter. And that's what he's been. That's the way he's been earning money. He had a $10 million settlement or, or deal or something like that, um, that that he got with Black Lives Matter. And now... He's looking back on things and he's like, hey, you know, I see I see some of these starting quarterbacks. I see these guys like Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott uh, and you name the quarterback. They're making 40 million dollars a year. That's a lot of money. That's a ton of money. I could be making that. Even as a backup, I see these backup quarterbacks making seven to ten million dollars a year. That's a that's a good amount of money. Maybe maybe that will benefit my pocketbook a little bit better. And so I really think he's he's doing all this not because he wants the camaraderie with a team, not because he wants to help a team win a championship. It's because he wants to benefit his wallet. If he really wanted to play football, if he really wanted to show the NFL that he can still play, this, which is the biggest thing, is that the fact that he ended his career being on a total downward trend, not being able to hit a target for his life depending on it. If he really wanted to show the NFL that he could play, he would go and play some games in the USFL or the Canadian Football League. There's been some legends um, that went and proved themselves in the Canadian Football League then went back to the NFL and slayed it. Let's say, let's look at a guy named Warren Moon. Hey, he's been pretty good. Uh, he's pretty legendary. But in the reality, his interests are so self-oriented and it's all about his wallet. So... We see the NFL, the M the MLB, and the NHL. They're so team-oriented games. The NBA is a little bit different because it just the superstars can take over a game easier. They control more of a game. But in the NFL, NHL, and Major League Baseball, these guys, you need your team. You need your team to work together, to cooperate under a good head coach, a good manager in baseball, and that's how you're going to succeed. That's how you're going to excel. And you see that in the college basketball game. Um, it was amazing watching the March Madness tournament. I know we chatted about it. Uh, we chatted about it uh, uh, a little, po a couple pods ago. The biggest star in the college tournament was a coach, Coach K from Duke, and he was. Uh, now retiring and it was beautiful to see all these teams you know not worry about putting their name on their back first and foremost but actually playing for the team on the front of their jersey and it was incredible it was awesome and uh, I loved it I loved it so I want to end and fully end this way is just let's just talk a little bit about what the importance of team and some of those attributes of team 
that are exciting that we want to share with you that we want you to take and share with your future teams that you coach or hang out with and even your inner circles and how you live your life in every single day because this is what we want to share with our urban hope team and uh, the team that coach uh, coach joel is going to coach and uh, we're going to instill these values into these students and and some of these attributes are honesty integrity humility professionalism toughness hardcore work ethic um you know and obviously enjoyment and fun now some of the attributes i want to highlight today are values that we find from the bible okay i'm a minister i got to tell you some things from the bible and and these attributes um they are for like i said not just for when you're playing your sports games whatever you're on the field or the court or the ice or the diamond but also for your life your everyday life and that's what we want to share and the first one i'll highlight is discipline okay now you may say yeah athletes today they show they're about discipline but do they show discipline throughout their whole life you know this this guy from the bible his name's paul he's speaking to the people of corinth and he shares this soliloquy called and he says run so as to win everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things and, and Paul's using the self-control of Olympians as an example of how we are to live out our belief, which is our Christian faith. Athletes make sacrifices for the good of their sport. What sacrifices do you think athletes today make, you know? Um, I don't think uh, uh, today, compared to athletes back in the day, there's baseball players back in the day, 50 years ago, they are laying down the prime of their career, stopping baseball to go fight for their country. There's football player Roger Staubach laid down the prime of his career. Um, he, he could have gone down as one of the, the top. He could have gone down as the best quarterback of all time, but he missed like four, almost five years of his prime of his career and still finishes as one of the best of all time. And and he went to go fight for his country and stand up for what he believes in. Think players today would do that? Not a chance. There is absolutely no way. There's one player, his uh, his name is, he's a Raptor favorite, uh, Bismack Biombo. He used to play for the Raptors. Um, he actually gave his whole salary that he made this year back into his, he invested it into his home country in Africa. He invested in, into his communities and uh, he wanted to build them up and, and support them and, and live them out. That's a real sacrifice because he's made so much money already. He wanted to really bless his communities and lift them up and, and pour into them. That's a real sacrifice. So there are some out there, but athletes today for the most part, hey, come on. And not making those kind of sacrifices a different kind of discipline that they have they have discipline for training their body absolutely but it's a different kind of discipline we're talking about another attribute i will share is authority you know sports instill in us respect for those in authority an athlete must have confidence that his coach's decisions are right for the coach sees the big picture and understands all the moving parts and you see that in two spots here so athletes got to believe in their coach and coaches have a role to play coaches have a role to play to 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 build up young men and women to to instill in them values and the foundations to to share with them all these kind of attributes that we're going to talk about uh and 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 help them grow in that area you look at a guy like uh deon sanders prime time now he's coaching at a, a historic uh hsbcu uh, historically black college and university hbcu sorry and basically all he's been doing is you know, trying to make prime time shine again. 
he's done some good things, obviously, but a lot of it making his name shine again. And he brought in this popular Instagram model to in front of all the football players that he has. He's and this Instagram model gave some fluff story of of the grind of being in the spotlight, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. What he should have done is is brought in. Hey, he didn't have to bring in anyone. He's prime time. OK, he he can teach about the 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 challenges of being in the spotlight, in the fame, the 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 challenges that will take the people down the wrong path and, 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 and how to keep on the right path, how to stay focused, not to turn to the left or the right and, and, be, and, and run after fool's gold, to find success in what is good, true, and, and, and develop young men that are respectable, that will be one day great fathers to their kids and, and great family guys. You know, that's what the coach is supposed to do. Dion didn't do nothing like that. Uh, so authority, we got got a man where they respect for authority and and the job of the authority to do as well. Another attribute I want to highlight is perseverance. Statistics show that kids who are involved in sports while in high school are more likely to experience academic success and graduate from high school. Hey, figure that one out. Oh yeah, a little bit of discipline and authority, perseverance. Um, yeah, that goes a long way. And that's a According to an article at, uh, from families.com, just as athletes persevere in order to win, uh, we as uh, believers in God persevere in our faith. We get back up, we set goals, we keep a positive attitude so that we can one day join Paul, the guy I was talking about before, speaking to Corinth, to say, uh, saying, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. I love that. Lastly, this is it, is teamwork. The hospital at the University of Missouri says this. This is one of their slogans. Fighting for a common goal with a host of other players, coaches, managers, community members, teachers, uh, teaches you how to build a collective team synergy and effectively communicate the best way to solve problems en route to a victory. And guys, that's what it's all about. That's what I wanted to share is highlighting team highlighting um the importance of all these attributes that you can take and share with your inner circle or share with the teams and coaches that you're going to be a part of going forward because if you're listening to the sports reverence podcast you probably love being a part of sports and in some sort of way so that's what you can do going forward and we encourage you always to write your own headlines compared to what you see in the media and what you see in in um and what the media portrays, media portrays for you to be the superstar athlete, to, to highlight your name, to, to build your wallet more than anything else. We'd rather help you build uh, and bettering you as a person where you're a foundation, where you're a good father, a good mentor to someone, or you're a good mother, a good mentor to someone as well. And you can share that and bring that everywhere you go. So that's what we're all about. If you enjoyed our show today, uh, I think I did a pretty good job, I think. Hey? Uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed your show today, our show today, hit the like button, go and subscribe. And what you can do, go share it with someone because we want to see our, our audience continue to grow and we want to see you guys grow. And as we grow, we'll bring, bring us all together. And uh, that's what we'll do. We're the Sports Reverends. We're going to be back Monday. The full team will be here, Coach and Drew. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be after it. That's it. Peace out, world.